0: All right, for this episode, we'll be talking about John Lennon, Imagine. In the room, I have Crystal. Hi. Ben. Hi. And John. Hi. Imagine is the second studio solo album by John Lennon released on the 9th of September, 1971 on the Apple Records label. The producer was John Lennon, Yoko Ono, and Phil Spector, and the genre is rock. And I'm going to read from the book Iniko Ulian. After the primal uh, existential confessions in his solo debut album, Plastic Ono Band, the X-Beatle needed a breath of utopia, a pinch of hope. This and the rich musical and output provided by the stellar cast made Imagine a huge hit and charted at number one on both sides of the Atlantic, just as Lennon and Yoko Ono were moving to the United States. Producer Phil Spector at the studio Lennon had built in his English mansion, Imagine gave us the song for which the world remembers the most interesting personality in the Beatles, a hymn to human trust in a better world in the face of the most despairing reality. It also featured some of the best love songs a man has written to a woman, Oh My Love and Jealous Guy. It is a self-portrait of a man at the same time sensitive and aggressive, insecure and bold, introspective, but socially aware. The title song alone is a work of stunning simplicity. It will undoubtedly keep bringing this evergreen masterpiece to the attention of new generations for years to come. All right. What do we think of Imagine by John Lennon?
1: Um, I've heard this song my entire life. It feels like then the title track.
0: Yeah, imagine.
1: And I and I try to look at it with fresh eyes because I have a very cynical like feel when I listen to it now. You know when you listen to something so much that you're just like, oh, that fucking song. It's it's still it still gets me, you know. Like <laughs> <laughs>
2: try as you might to harden yeah, your heart. Yeah, I know. Like if you really
1: listen to it, it's just like, yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, there it is a little all over the place, but. Like with its uh, sentiment, sometimes. I thought
0: it was yeah, but I think it's like very focused in its messaging. Even though it speaks to a lot of different things, it yeah, and it's so simple. I mean, it has a very simple sort of melody, but at the same time, it has intri- there's intricate things within the song that like draw you in. Oh, for sure, it's so amazing, and
1: it's so it's so simple. Like yeah. I feel like Beatles and John Lennon have that where they do the song and you're like, I cannot believe I have not heard this before. Like they do the song and now like this is a new, like imagine hearing, (laughs) imagine hearing that song like when it came out in 71. Like it's just in, it's just so like, wow. Like I feel like it would be very mind blowing to hear then, especially with with what was going on. In the world, I don't know. It's it's it still gets me. It's You're what, not the only one. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's
0: it's one of the perfect yeah. With these like Carole King and we've been doing this like come down from the haze of the '60s excess psychedelic trip, and Imagine comes out and it's you know even though you know they just had Kent State shooting in 1970, landing on the moon, you know all these like world events, and this is like. This just, yeah, Yeah. this song, that song just spoke to, I mean, it still speaks to, like, generations. That's the thing is
1: that it still does. It's It's gotten so commercialized, which, you know, like, sometimes you can say, well, it's commercialized for a reason. Like, is it commercialized because it's John Lennon? Or is it commercialized because it is just this, like, beautiful song that makes you so sad? (laughs) Because that's just (laughs) not what it is, you know? (laughs) Like, I think in 70s, I could see that hope. Of like what will it be in the next thirty years? And I'm living that now and it's (laughs) like bummer. Like now stuff is still (laughs) awful. Yeah, like nobody listened. It's the most it's so fucking commercialized, but no one's listening to the fucking message.
2: Well, and that is kinda interesting that like considering how much musicality up to this point and then thereafter it was placed on like very specific sort of party line devotional content and then the lyrics of Imagine are basically like, oh, like, no gods, no you know, basically a very socialistic but like not like a Russian socialism or Chinese socialism or communism, but like the concept of a you know, a world taking care of each other. Like yeah. what's that? Humanism. Kind of humanism. I mean yeah. it's beyond yeah.
1: communism. Like that's a thing and I I I read him talking about this. Is that it's not just like when we talk about communism and socialism, we're not talking about some other country. We're just talking about we could bring those ideals into how we feel life should be, and I don't know to help each other, <laughs> like, right. that's like a, lift that's each a stupid other. Concept,
2: help. no, yeah. no. I'm getting mine <laughs> done. <laughs> but that seems to. I mean, that tends to be the sentiment more often than I, not.
0: I Yeah, to me, it's always kind of meant, too, that don't, I mean, don't stop dreaming. I mean, don't stop being a creative, even though every single day seems like the world is crushing, like, anything that you could be dreaming about uh, or striving to achieve. Um, And don't be a, don't be a jerk. Right. Essentially, (laughs) Um, don't fall into patterns of, of being exploited and, yeah. How about
3: Free the song. Whistle solo in Jealous let's, Guy? Though? Yeah,
2: let's talk Lovin about it. some other songs. It's, it's, it's really nice. <laughs> he, he, does, every, he does a beautiful a really whistle. He's a good whistler. Do you think
1: every cover of Jealous Guy has a Whistle solo? Yeah, I'm it sure it should. has to.
2: <laughs> I mean, can you do Winds of Change without Whistle? No. You, you
3: can know, because true. it's a synth whistle.
2: Well, but you shouldn't.
1: <laughs> and no, on the
3: track it's a synth whistle. Well, yeah,
2: but you should still, whether it's your mouth or a synth, you need to have the whistle. Well,
3: yes, yeah, so it's like... 80% of that song yeah you gotta have
2: it yeah I, I similarly think that Jealous Guy needs Whistle I think anytime someone has the boldness to do a Whistle Break you gotta keep it in there yeah
0: mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in he- to hear what everybody thinks about Jealous Guy what do you, um, what do you
1: think Okay, as a woman. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. As a woman reading the lyrics and listening to it. Yeah, if you just
0: read the lyrics, I feel like.
1: It's, I mean, but you don't know like strict context, so you put your own onto it. It just kind of seems like, I'm shitty, I'm sorry, you know, I'm just a jealous guy. And it's like today, it's not necessarily like what would be accepted, but I'm sure back then it's like, Oh, at least he's apologizing for it, you know? <laughs> like,
2: yeah, at the time, I think he was trying to be like, oh, I'm going to work on myself, you know? But it still comes out as just like. As as like the wife beater anthem. Well, I yeah. mean, John Lennon was kind of a shitty person, right? No, he I was mean, very yeah. husband, sure. yeah. 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 a very shitty husband. Beautiful
1: musically. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Very well written melody. I mean,
0: and, as long as he writes very... a very lovely song about hitting. <laughs> 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 It yeah. also feels kind of like confessional and oh, at the same time. Yeah. So I guess it, even though, you know, it might be like hard to listen to at the same time, it does. It resonates with his like what he is actually thinking I guess as long as he's being honest like he's that's actually not just to get a girl back and, <laughs> be, like, well, and real. You know, he
3: does he has a, a a checkered history with women and I'm sure that he wasn't always as good to Yoko as as he could have been yeah. but he also is very well documented fully devoted to to Yoko Ono
2: yeah, yeah. oh uh, for sure
1: I mean I'm sure this song is, like all of this the stuff that's pointed toward a woman, I'm sure, is all about Yoko on here. Well, I
2: mean, yeah. even the, the last song. How especially. about the last song? Yeah, it's oh, oh, called
3: "Oh
1: Yoko," it's so good, y'all. <laughs> it's a banger. It's such a
2: sweet, bouncy <laughs> song. song. He
3: didn't want to release it as a single because it was such a sweet, bouncy Aww. song. But do you
2: know who's doing harmonies on that? Phil Spector. That blows my mind. Because I can only <laughs> another, about another sp-
1: terrible man. Yeah, <laughs> a literal murderer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck but he's guy. got a
3: sweet harmony. He he's a, a heck of a producer. I was I was so surprised yeah. by the
2: harmony being as as good as it was, considering that the only time I've ever heard Phil Spector's voice that I can think of. Oh, is, the last track on <laughs> Phil Spector Christmas.
3: Exactly. Yeah. 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 We just listened to something that he was playing piano on. Was it? It was maybe on All Things Must Pass or maybe on Plastic Ono Band.
0: Yeah, All Things Must Pass. He. He, yeah. he worked with them. I think the the Beatles recognized that he was kind of a kind of a musical genius. I mean, and grew, they grew up with that. Three out of four Beatles. Oh, yeah. Three
3: <laughs>
1: out of four. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back then, you know, like, all I'm saying is maybe there was another musical genius out there that could have had some of that love that wasn't murdering women and huh? being a terrible person.
3: I was dreaming of the-
1: So Full Spectre's a bad spectrum. person, and so is John Lennon. <laughs> he was so, a bad person! It's so, so hard! Like, but we, still,
2: we need to talk about <laughs> this album! We're gonna talk
1: more? about it! Cause I'm gonna set those feelings aside. What um, about another
2: horrible person, Paul McCartney? Remember
1: when he made this diss track? Can
2: we talk about we, the diss track? Yes. Yeah. So amazing. How do you sleep, right? Like, yeah. That's like, I mean, right in the title. Yes. <laughs> like, how do you sleep, motherfucker? Oh
1: man. You piece of
2: shit, Paul McCartney. So
3: many good disses in one song. So many. It's hard to pick your favorite.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I like the ye- yesterday, the only thing good was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that was so that was, rude.
3: So- I really oh. like the sound you make is music to my ears. You must have learned something in all those years. Oh my God. But I think my favorite part of the song, so verse one, John Lennon diss track. Verse two, John Lennon diss track. There's some choruses in there. And then, you know, like the the clouds part, and there's a guitar solo that is unmistakably George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> it could not be anyone else. Like we've established this when we talked about uh, All Things West Pass. His his slide style that he's developed is like his Marco Zorro.
1: Yeah.
3: You know it's him. So he doesn't say a word, but he's there and he's <laughs> helping. <you know? laughs> I love it. I love it so much.
1: It's It's very fun. It's fun. I feel like in the just like. In the context of just, like, we're just going to... Having beef. Beef <laughs> yeah. against each other in public. On, yeah, it's so entertaining. I think even what we we read uh that... Was it uh Paul McCartney was like... Or was it John Lennon? It was just like, it's all in good fun. Yeah, John Lennon later was like, yes, oh, it's like, it's all in good fun. It's whatever. It's yeah. a good classic time. Classic Lennon.
3: <laughs> what? It's classic Lennon. Yeah. You know, well, it, it, Lennon, he, he lived in the moment. You know, he had this... Long working history with Paul McCartney. Right now, he's furious at him. Oh, absolutely. He's going to release this diss track. In a few months, he's probably, he's like, oh, no, we're all friends. Well, and
2: McCartney. Water under the bridge. To to be fair, uh, McCartney, I think, had done some seriously instigating bullshit. Like, took out full-page ads dressed as a clown wrapped in, like, a plastic Bag or whatever something. or something to just like to try to emulate John Yoko's art and be like, oh fuck you, like
1: yeah, I'm oh, like, no, that's pretty rude. <laughs> McCartney
2: had it coming. Oh yeah, I mean he had it coming multiple ways, but that on top, like I mean, poor Ringo though he couldn't handle it. It's like his parents were fighting. Yeah, well they made him send messages back and forth. <laughs> he did. He, he was he was
3: the peacekeeper and he was the go between, and he was also in the studio when John Lennon's doing the diss track and George Harrison's laying down some flaming licks, and apparently Ringo was just destroyed. Like. Come on, guys! No,
2: it's
1: so good.
2: Yeah, and I just did a great it's,
3: job, and I'm not gonna get another one until Thomas the Train Engine. Yeah. He did a great job. Oh yeah, in yeah. Thomas the
1: Train. Yeah. I will say, and just to stop talking about that, give me some truth. Like when uh, when I heard this song, because I heard this, but I mean I've never really sat down and listened to this album. Um, I think it's a testament of just, like, quality, like, emotional sound. Because, like, he's talking about the Vietnam War and what's going on. And I'm talking about right now. And I feel it. Like, this is a... I really love this song. Mm -hmm. I
0: I like it, but I don't... I don't know about his delivery. His, like... Do you think it's, like,
1: insincere, maybe? No,
0: I don't think he's insincere. I just feel like the delivery is a little... It's like hammy. Isn't
1: that Yellow belly, short
2: haired son of tricky dick. But isn't uh-oh. that, didn't Lenin kind of develop this particular, like, style? Like, that's. I mean, I think he's
1: trying he's to be political. On, he's trying. Previous you know, albums. they just moved to the United States. He's trying to, like, I am part of what you're doing right now, and yeah. this is fucking annoying and making me angry. So maybe he is trying a little hard, a yeah. little bit, but I enjoy it. Cause yeah. I enjoy the message. So I like this track a lot.
3: Yeah, it, it's got it, more of it the It carries slide guitar. It like carries through for <laughs> it, sure.
1: But it is a particular.
2: It is a particular style that can be a little off putting. Yeah, uh, But it's yeah. his attempt, and at the time, I think he was being it, genuine. I, he was trying I to. Think, beat I think. I think it's. Uh,
0: uh, mainly I think I'm put off because it sounds like you should be angry like it should almost be shouting in a in a way but it's just kind of like a throaty saying yeah. something mm-hmm. like that you know instead of
2: a full on like
3: His voice is still recovering from the screaming.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. From well 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 or from Oh the you know, primal scream <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. He might be screamed out. Who knows? I would
1: love to hear like a punk cover of this song. Oh, do yeah. oh. let's do
2: one. There's got to yeah, be let's one. Let's yeah.
1: do one. Yeah, let's just do <laughs> it. Yeah. Smash
2: this. Fucking do it live.
3: (laughs) Fuck it. So, uh, uh, I know we're further down in the album now if we're going sequentially. uh, But track two, Crippled Inside, it's catchy. Does it remind anyone else as Ringo's song from the White Album, Don't Pass Me By?
0: Yeah. I thought about that, too. I'm
3: like, yeah, you you were in that band, so I know you know the song. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ringo's only song. He wrote it all by himself, and it's the only one a John Lennon song should sound more different from the uh, one song that Ringo wrote. Yeah. And it's in but they
0: are very
1: similar. It's yeah, kind you know, of Beatlesy, like, like like cute and sweet. I do
2: love that, that like it's so cute and sweet, but it's like, you're crippled inside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's a dark ass <laughs> <Yeah>. message. <laughs> but I love I like that a lot when a musician will take a like scathing or dark message and cloak it in a bunch of candy. (laughs) You know, like, it's just kind of a nice little surprise that the center of the Tootsie Roll is acid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: Now we're listening to Oh My Love and that reminds me a lot of, like, Julia. Absolutely. yeah. 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 Super
0: sweet song. Right before they, uh, Go into how do you sleep? Oh,
3: oh Jesus. I can't wait! I can't wait to, to hear how do you, how do you sleep again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this uh, is
1: one of those songs, oh my love, that like you hear show up at, in like movies and things like that. It's just such a nice like, like it just has a good flow. I mean, as far as this entire album, it isn't as tightly put together. Like you're not. It's almost like a collection of songs or like a snapshot at like maybe what's going on in his life and his and Yoko's life and like the world at that time. It's not something that I think that you would put on and and just play straight through maybe. Um, but a lot of Beatles albums are like that. I was going to
0: say that that... A lot of Beatles albums kind of feel like that even though those had, you know, it was more McCartney and Lennon, this this just feels like they all feel a bit disjointed, yeah. bouncing from one style to another style. Like, it seems like they just kind of want to explore those different oh, themes sure. and ideas. And I think that's what... No, it makes it really strong too. I really
1: like that about the Beatles and I think as a when I was a kid listening to the Beatles, I was a huge Beatles fan. I was more Beatles than I I moved in the Rolling Stones in my teens. That's what you do. Um, but like as a kid I just I loved it because it was just like a bunch of different styles of songs, different stories, like different like you could tell that it was coming from different places and that they were playing with different, like, music style. I don't know. I always enjoyed it, but I never, um, I think Sgt. Pepper was probably the only album that I would, that I could listen to from start to finish, like, mm-hmm. as a kid, obviously. There's, <laughs> like, way better choices now. But yeah, like, in that one was, it was just up and down a bunch of different stuff. But I'm also like a like I'm a big Tori Amos fan. So <laughs> like she does that shit too. Like it's each song is something completely different, but it's tenuously like connected to all the other ones. Hmm. That makes sense.
3: Think this album stands up against uh, Plastic Ono Band? Better, or worse, equal? Uh,
0: I, I think it's better. Um, I think it's better just because I, I appreciate maybe a lot of the people that are on the, the album. It's got a lot of great talent. Um, with it within the players, and so I just I just like that kind of.
2: I, I like Plastic Ono Band better. Uh, I think I like Plastic
3: Ono. This one's more easily accessible. Yes. Uh, and this is more polished. It's more polished. I I like Plastic Ono Band. I don't know. It might be, you know, Plastic Ono Band, when we listened to it like last month or whatever, that was the first I'd heard it. Like this album I, I've known since I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it was just that the thrill of new discovery. But at least right now in 2019, I still I like Plastic Ono Band a little bit. It's it's. It's edgy and scary and, yeah. and stark,
2: and it's it's really cool. For me, yeah. I hadn't heard this album all the way through. I'd I'd heard you know the hits that you know. Uh, obviously, everybody's heard Imagine a million times, and I've heard you know some of the other ones that are a little popular. You know, Oh Yoko. Um, but even even having not heard this album and having enjoyed some of the things that I hadn't heard before, like How Do You Sleep, uh, I still like the Plastic Ono Band better because it was just. It was just wild.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I kind
2: of I kind of miss that like, you know, he's he's trying to bring some of that on like those tracks uh, uh I don't want to be a soldier mama.
1: Yeah, do you, you know? hear that influencing this though? Cuz I yeah, feel like you don't absolutely. really have to choose, but it's like a, you can appreciate how that influenced this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of that flowed into this or maybe even was recorded around the same time and then just later came on to this.
1: I would say and I'm just going I'm just going to rack up all the haters. I'm a Yoko apologist. I mean, I think when I grew up in the 80s and 90s, you get taught to like hate Yoko Ono or whatever. Yeah. And then when I grew up I was like, "Oh, John Lennon was a piece of shit and she's actually very good at what she does." And like it just was they were fucking falling apart and yeah it's not her fault.
0: Oh, no. Absolutely yeah. like, not. They would have broke up. No. Oh, now, yeah, now no. she is like, she's yeah. a little
1: batshit. But she's all like, all all. it's Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: it's well, like, that's pretty clear. Well,
1: because <laughs> when I was a kid, I, Paul was my favorite and I still kind of love Paul. Like, I love him. He's still alive and he's doing it, you know? But, um, yeah, like, as I grew up, it's like, it's, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still not all in on Cordy Love, but, like, I'm not going to, like, hate Yoko because she started dating John Lennon and she was this person that was very interesting and how all these interesting ideas at the time when he wanted to fucking depart the toxic energy and yeah. who knows what would have happened if he hadn't been killed. Like who knows what we would have today. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think she's cool. I think their kid is cool. Like I, I don't know I think she's just one of those I'm, I've always loved those like older women that are just these wild weird artists like as a person just I just love that and I, I appreciate it and I don't know I th- I think this album is very like there's so much Yoko on it um like not physically though what like about Yoko it's, well, it's, I mean, he he said later that Imagine was essentially her fucking words. He said that um, that she should have a white writing credit for Imagine. Yeah, it's from like her, she like, is on, like you know, like
3: she's I didn't know if you meant literally in the studio. No, playing no, 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 no,
1: no, no. No, I mean, like this is you know, you are hearing their a snapshot of their life and her influence on him, and it's not like. As much as you can hate on Yoko, if you love Imagine, if you love this album, well, you love Yoko, I feel. And you can drop the fucking bullshit joke, basically. It's 2019, guys. Stop hating Yoko. I've got
3: a two word uh, Robert Kreisgau quote. Let's hear it. (laughs) Uh, Describing the the track nine, How, which I also like in the sequence. goes track eight. How do you sleep? Track nine. How? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, did I stutter? (laughs) Uh, But uh, Robert Kreiskow called the track, How, psychotherapeutically...
2: Lugubrious. L- lugubrious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good word. I don't know what it means. It means like
2: slug-like. <laughs> like slow Psychedelically
1: and... lugubrious.
2: Psychotherapeutically.
1: Psychotherapeutically lugubrious. 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 What do you think that. of that song? I think it's
3: psychotherapeutically lugubrious. What do you think of this song? <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, Jesus I thought it was fast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I have a I have a snippet. Okay. Which of the songs on this album do you think was on the iHeartMedia's Post 9 11, do not playlist.
1: Do not play. So, iHeartMedia yeah, uh,
2: came out with a list of songs that they distributed to their radio stations. That was like after 9 11. It wasn't like a, a hard don't play these songs. It was like these songs might not be the right tone. So it would
1: have to be a song that was radio, like right. One a lot. that's yeah, and, and yeah. my guess would be like Imagine. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. Imagine
2: was the song that was told to not be played after 9 11. That's yeah, not um, going to make
1: people want to. Fight. Go die Mm. in
3: the
2: sand. Exactly, right. (laughs) That's such a bummer. We need people to die in the sand. Right. We don't have time to imagine a world (laughs) where everybody's living in peace. We need to fuck shit up. Thanks, (laughs) iHeartMedia. Interesting.
3: I hate media. Uh. All right.
2: (laughs) right. (laughs) How do you feel? I'm going to give it a positive. Um, There aren't... I mean, it's not one of those things where you put on and listen to it all the way through. There are definitely songs that I would probably skip... Because I don't think I'd ever be in the mood to hear I don't wanna be a soldier, mama. I mean, it's, I get it, and at the time, yeah. like it makes sense, but it's just not for me. Um, but overall, uh, to hear these songs and to hear John Lennon at the time, I think is 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 something that people should hear.
0: Yeah, um, I I would totally give it a positive. I mean, I, I think this just solidifies him as like a the poet or the sort of like uh uh, he's very good at these ballads. It, you know, where are seeing that how and Oh My Love and Imagine. I mean, these sort of like softer ballads. It's, it's cool to hear him, you know, with How Do You Sleep and some of those other uh, rockers. But I think this is how his legacy kind of got solidified as being this, uh, what would you say? Legend or something yeah, for uh, sure. because of, because of these, ballad songs after the beatles he had a very yeah. nice transition from from that band from a boy band to then they
3: weren't a boy band well
0: <laughs> you know what i mean they were a band y- young yeah young men a in band. <laughs> a band doing covers of of uh, you know girl group songs then they uh, they Wrote their own songs, then they got experimental, and this feels like such a natural progression at the sort of end of Mm -hmm. a a career, a reflection, if you will, after he's gone through therapy. And so, yeah, it's a great album.
1: I mean, if... So, like... I mean, if this was just, like, a a record that just had Imagine on it, it would be in this... You know, it would probably like because yeah. it's an amazing song for a reason. You know, it's not amazing because it was in a million Pepsi commercials. You know, like it's a great song, and there's songs on here that are very good. It's more like a ooh, I really want to make a mixtape and put some of these songs on <laughs> it, but I don't want to like put this on at a party or anything. Um, but yeah, there's some really great like pick them out enjoyable to listen to still don't know why there is over 90 covers of jealous guy probably will never know um but you yeah you need to make 90
3: phone calls to find out yeah <laughs>
1: I, I think i want to listen to all of them uh a little bit but yeah i don't know I, I for sure definite positive like i mean i think i can't imagine i feel like if you're negative about this you are just upset with your life and what's going on like i think you know if you're negative when you listen to imagine it's because like things aren't going so good
3: (laughs) or your last name is mccartney yeah (laughs) oh i'm sure mccartney is still just like imagine all the (laughs) people what do you think of the album imagine it's fine. I skip a few tracks, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even that diss track's a banger, though. Oh, yeah.
3: it, it might be my favorite track. It's you know? real fun to listen to. It's so good. Uh, I, yeah, I like this record. I like this uh, record a lot. I actually, I like, sh- I, I like this record more this week than the last time I listened to it, which was probably like ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I, when I bought it, I bought it for Imagine. I listened to it. And I'm like, oh, Imagine's good. Oh, Yoko's good. There's some other fine songs in there. There's some weird stuff, too. And then you like filed it away. And upon revisiting, there's some really cool stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was wrong.
2: Lugubrious means sad or mournful. Limacious means slug like. There you go. Sorry. Psychotherapeutically sad. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> so sorry about that. No oh, problem.
1: Yoko. Go out, if you have not heard Oh, Yoko, just go out and listen to it. It's, and it's, skip,
3: skip down
0: the it'll street. It'll fucking
1: brighten up your day. <laughs> just rent the
3: movie Rushmore. You'll get, you'll get this song and a whole bunch of other songs to make you feel the same way.
1: If someone if someone it's handed true. me this song and was like, I wrote this song about you, yes, forever. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> such a sweet, fun song to listen to. The, the
3: harmonica outro on Oh, Yoko, which is which, uh, charmingly bad. <laughs> he yep. just—he's just got a harmonica in his mouth. And he's just breathing. Yep. <laughs> but it's, it was the last time John Lennon recorded harmonica ever, and then the last thing you hear on this album—the <laughs> album, the
1: the whole album
3: that he put so much time into—closes just with, <laughs> 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 and then it's done. Right. You know, and that was the—that was the last harmonica that he ever put to tape. Right. And I like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, next time we'll be talking about the Beach Boys Surf's Up. All right, thanks all.